Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about the the new and living way. And so if you go to Victory in New Orleans, Pastor Paris preached an awesome message uh, last Sunday about the way that, you know, Jesus in John chapter 14 told told Philip to the place where I am going, you know the way, you know the way. And so Jesus, you know, obviously he was about to, to die on the cross to and to be resurrected and to ascend into heaven. So he was going into the, the heavenly realm. He was going into the holy of holies of heaven. And he tells them, he's telling his disciples, he's trying to comfort them. And he says, to the place where I am going, you know the way. You know the way. And he says in uh, John 14, verse 2, he says that um, uh, in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have not told you, for I am going away to prepare a place for you. And so uh, many people just think of this in terms of like, he's going to prepare a place for us in heaven for when we die. And you can definitely read it in that in that way. But understand that really in John chapter 14, 15, 16, Jesus is talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit, that he was going to leave, but he was about to send another another of who another of himself which is the holy spirit another one just like him that he was going to send so that they could come to where he is which is the secret place which is the heavenly realm and so when he says i'm going to prepare a place for you he was talking about that when you know, when Jesus died and he resurrected and he ascended into heaven, the Bible talks about in the book of Hebrews that he brought his very own blood into the holy of holies in heaven. And so, you know, understand that on the earth, you know, in the Old Testament, they had the temple on the earth. So you had an outer court, you had the holy place, and you had the holy of holies where the Ark of the Covenant was or where the presence of God was. But the book of Hebrews tells you that that earthly temple was actually just a type of the real that exists in heaven. So in heaven, there is a tabernacle with the the outer, the outer court, the holy place, and the holy of holies. And so it talks about that when Jesus ascended, that he brought his very own blood once and for all, once and for all into the holy of holies of heaven so that he could secure for us an eternal redemption. So when he was telling his disciples, hey, I'm about to leave, but don't be troubled. I'm going to prepare a place for you. He was saying that he was going to make a way for us to come into the presence of God. He's going to prepare the secret place for us, the place in the presence of God. He's going to make a way for us to come in to the Holy of Holies, for us to be able to come in to the presence of God. And he tells them, you know the way. And, and Philip asks them, how do we know the way? Or not Philip, Thomas. Thomas asked him, Lord, how do, how can we know the way? And he says, I am the way. I am the way. I am the way. I am the way. And so if you read in Hebrews 10, it talks about the new and living way. This is so awesome. Hebrews 10 verse 18, he's saying, you know, he's talking about how is it that you're going to enter in? How are you going to come to where Jesus is? Like I said, firstly, he's going to send the Holy Spirit who's going to take you there. The Holy Spirit is the one that's going to take you there. But he says 
He says in Hebrews 10, 18, where there is absolute remission of sins, there is no longer any offering made to atone for sin. So what he's saying is the the way, how was he going to make a way for us? How? By the absolute remission of sin. So the word remission means cancellation. That means that by the blood of Jesus, your sin has been totally canceled. Absolute remission of sin. And it says, now there is no longer any offering made to atone for sin. What is he talking about? So in the Old Testament, they had to have every single year, they had to atone for the people's sin. It was called the day of atonement. It happened once a year when the high priest would bring the blood of bulls and goats into the holy of holies to atone for the people's sin. But because the blood of bulls and goats could not fully purify man and atone for man's sin, they had to do that every single year. They had to have the day of atonement. The high priest would go into the holy of holies, bring the blood of bulls and goats every single year. People were reminded that they of their sin. The Bible says that that daily, that yearly event would remind people of their sin. And so, but now, hallelujah, because Jesus brought his own blood into the real holy of holies, the holy of holies of heaven. Now the the Bible says that it was once and for all. There is now no more need for another offering to be made for sin. And so that's so important to understand because a lot of times I think we feel like we almost want Jesus to come and die again before we feel uh, innocent before God. But understand there is, Jesus is not going to come and die again. The one offering that he made for sin was absolutely, was absolutely sufficient to cover all of mankind's sin. It was a once and for all atonement for the sin of mankind. There is no more need to, to for offerings for sin. There's no more need for you to try and uh, make up for your sin or try and, oh, I got to do these good deeds to try to undo my sin. There is no no more offerings that can ever be made for man's sin than what than what Jesus has already done. Once and for all, he has obtained for us an eternal redemption, a secure redemption by bringing his very own blood into the Holy of Holies. And so he says, that's what it says in Hebrews 10, 18. And then it says, now we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the Holy of Holies where the presence of God is by the blood of Jesus. Verse 20 says, by this fresh and living way. This is it. This is it. The new and living way. The fresh and living way, which he opened for us through the veil, through the separating curtain, which is the veil of the Holy of Holies. That is through his flesh. And so I think I talked about this on one of the one of the last couple podcasts that when Jesus died, when his flesh was torn, the veil in the temple was torn in two, signifying that the way into the presence of God has been ripped wide open for all people to now come into the presence of God, that the glory of God had been released to the people. So he says, this new and living way is through my flesh. It's through my torn flesh. It's because of the torn flesh flesh that your sin has been remitted. Your sin has been canceled. Now you can have full confidence and unqualified assurance to enter in to the Holy of Holies because that one sacrifice has been made once and for all. So now we can enter in. And so it says this, this fresh and living way. So that's that word fresh 
in the Greek, it actually means like freshly slaughtered. Like that's the word that they would use for a freshly slaughtered animal. So it's talking about when Jesus says, I am the way he said, he's basically talking about, cause he was about to die on the cross. He's saying, I am the way through my torn flesh is the way I am the way in. I am the way in and I'm going to prepare. I'm going to prepare a place for you and the place where I'm going, you know, the way. And he said, I'm going to come back to you so that I can take you to where I am. That's what he says in John 14. He says, I'm going to come back to you and take you to where I am. And so obviously you could think of that bodily. He's going to return at the second coming and take us with him, you know, but, but really what he was saying, he's talking about the Holy spirit. He was saying, I'm going to come back to you in the person of the Holy spirit. And I'm going to take you to where I am. I'm going to take you into the secret place. I'm going to take you into the presence of God. I'm going to take you in to the Holy of Holies. This is the new and living way. It's no longer you trying to fulfill an external law by your actions, but he's saying, I'm initiating a whole new and living way where I'm going to bring you into my presence. And in that place, in the secret place is the place where God, he, in, he imprints the laws of God onto your very heart. So it's no longer now an external thing. You know, they had the law in the old covenant, the law was on the outside and you could fulfill the law outwardly. You know, maybe they, you know, a lot of Jews fulfilled the law outwardly. They didn't commit adultery. They didn't murder. But when Jesus came, he raised the bar. He said, maybe you haven't committed adultery, but have you lusted in your heart? Maybe you haven't committed murder, but whoever hates a brother has already committed murder. So Jesus raised the standard, even though you can fulfill it externally without the Holy Spirit, you cannot fulfill it internally. That's why Jesus came and he raised the bar. He raised the standard of the law so that people would realize, yeah, maybe you fulfilled it externally, but there's no way that that man can be righteous of himself. There's no way that your heart can be right without this new and living way, without the sin nature being removed from us and this new and living way where you come into the presence of God and the Holy Spirit literally engraves the laws of God on your heart. So understand that he, Jesus didn't do away with the law. He came to fulfill the law, to put it on the inside of us, that we would become a people that would walk in his way, not by our own strength or our own, uh, you know, self effort, but that this was the new and living way that he was going to come and put his laws in our heart. And so he talks about this in Hebrews chapter eight, you know, that, that, so he didn't come to do away with the law, but he came to do away with the old covenant, the, the old covenant, understand that they didn't have Jesus. So it wasn't based on the blood of Jesus, the old covenant in Galatians chapter three, it talks about the old covenant required Moses as the mediator between God and man, because God was making a covenant with mankind and the, and Moses was the mediator. Moses was the one who received the 10 commandments. But then in in Galatians three, if you read, he says, but now in this new covenant, there's, there's actually no need for a mediator when God makes a covenant with himself. So it talks about that God was literally making a covenant with his son, Jesus. So now our covenant has been completely fulfilled by what Christ has done by one man's act of obedience. God made a covenant with his son, Jesus. And he said that the promise, the covenant that God made with Abraham was actually to Abraham's 
seed, capital S. So, so God was making a covenant with his son, Jesus. So understand that it's no longer dependent upon what you do. Hallelujah. It's no longer dependent upon you measuring up to your side of the covenant, your side of the deal. No, now we enter in by faith because Jesus perfectly fulfilled every requirement of this covenant and his blood has sealed it. So now we are in a blood covenant with God that can never be broken, that can never be brought into question. Why? Because it actually is not dependent upon you anyway. So that's what it says in Galatians 3, that this new covenant, it's not like the old that was dependent upon two parties, but this covenant has, is no longer, it's, its validity is no longer dependent upon both sides because God actually made a covenant with himself. Hallelujah, which is Jesus Christ. And he talks about this more in Hebrews 8. Hebrews 8, 9 says, it's talking about the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. And he says, it will not be like the covenant that I made with their forefathers. It's not gonna be like that. On the day when I brought them out from Egypt, for they did not abide in my agreement. So I withdrew my favor and disregarded them. So he's saying that in the old covenant, because people didn't live up to their side of it, because they didn't abide in the agreement, God had to withdraw his favor because of their sin, because they didn't abide in, in the ways of God, God had to withdraw his grace or withdraw his favor. But he's saying this new covenant is not like that anymore. Hallelujah. That God is actually going to pour out his grace on this group of people because of the blood of Jesus that has canceled our sin. This new and living way is that God is going to lavish his grace on you and he's going to make us his very own people. So he says in the next verse, this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel, says the Lord. I will imprint my laws upon their minds, even upon their innermost thoughts, and I will engrave them upon their hearts and I will be their God. I will be their God and they shall be my people. So understand that in this new covenant, God is saying that, that these are going to be my people. Understand that if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you belong to God. And God would say to you, as for me, my covenant is with you. God is in covenant with us because of the blood of Jesus. And he's committed that he will be our God and that he will never withdraw his favor from you. He will never withdraw his grace from you, but that he will complete what he began on the inside of you. That even when you feel like you've fallen short. God is just going to lavish his grace on you. He's going to pull you back. And the Bible says that it's actually his goodness that leads us to repentance. And it's his grace that he lavishes on us that, that, that he's brought us in to this new and living way that you can come boldly with your, with your shortcomings. You come boldly into the presence of God. And that's where he engraves the laws of God on your heart. The Holy Spirit comes to write the epistles of Christ in our hearts. He's the one who comes to make us in to his very own people. He's the one that comes to make us into the image of Christ. That's why the Bible says it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. He sent the Holy Spirit to take you into the place that he prepared for you. The Holy Spirit is the one that takes you into the presence of God, takes you to the secret place, the place where he's gonna engrave the laws of God on your heart, the place where he's gonna purify you, the place where he's gonna sanctify you. And he says, as for me, 
my covenant is with you. I will be your God and I will not ever withdraw my favor from you. I'm never going to abandon you. I'm never going to leave you high and dry because God abandoned Jesus on the cross. God can never abandon those who have put their faith in Jesus Christ. Those who have been born again. God will never abandon his people. God will never forsake his people. As long as your faith is in Jesus Christ. God is in covenant with you and God will see to it that he completes what he began on the inside of you. And so he says in Hebrews, Hebrews 8, 12, it says, I will be merciful and gracious towards their sins and I will remember their deeds of unrighteousness no more. So God has chosen because of what Jesus has done. God says, instead of, instead of, uh, remembering your sin and withdrawing my favor, like I did in the days of old, he says, I will be merciful, merciful. I'm going to withhold what they deserve. What you deserve is the consequence of sin, but mercy is when God withholds from you what you really deserve which is the consequences for your mistakes, the consequences for your past, the consequences for the things that you've done wrong. God says, I will be merciful. I will be merciful and gracious towards their sins. So God is going to hold back what you deserve. He's going to hold back the consequences of your sin. And not only that, but he's going to be gracious towards them. He's going to lavish his favor on you. And he says, I will remember their deeds of unrighteousness no more. God sovereignly chooses to not remember your sin. So there's really no need for, for you, to, for any of us to continue to feel guilty for our past sin. Because God himself has said that, I, he said, I will not remember their deeds of unrighteousness anymore. Your sin has been totally canceled, totally canceled by the blood of Jesus. And so because of this, because of this new agreement that we have with God, that he's this, this, uh, the covenant of grace, the covenant of grace that he's not going to withdraw his favor. He's going to come. He's going to engrave the laws of God on our heart. This is the new and living way. This is why you can come boldly into the secret place, into the presence of God. And so understand that in the presence of God, where the, the Holy Spirit, the, you know, Jesus was saying the Holy Spirit is going to take you to where I am. He's going to take you into my presence, into the heavenly realm. And so that's the place. That is the place in the presence of God where he, he engraves these laws of God on your heart. So every time you come into the presence of God, he's making you into his very own people. He's putting in you the, the laws of God so that you, you will walk in his way. And really, you know, the Bible says that love fulfills the law. So it's really the Holy Spirit is the, the Bible says that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So when you're in that place with God, you're in the secret place. You're in the place that Jesus went and prepared a place for you in the presence of God. And you come into that place and you receive of the love of God. It's his love 
that really empowers you to walk in love. It, it's his love. It's when you're walking in his love, you actually fulfill the law. You become more and more like Christ. And it's not in your own strength. I'm trying to fulfill X, Y, Z, but you're just yielding. You're yielding to the presence of God. You're spending time in the presence of God. And his presence is literally making you into his very, his very own people. And that is, <laughs> that is the new and living way. The new and living way is that my sin has been canceled and God is making me into a peculiar people. God is making a whole new race of people. God is making, you, you know, his, his church more and more into the image of Christ. And that is the way. Jesus said, you know the way. You know the way. You know the way. The way is, is really that Jesus was going to send the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And the Holy Spirit is going to show you. He's going to guide you into all truth. He's going to take you into the secret place, the place where the fire of God is going to burn in you and make you more and more to look like Jesus. And that is the new and living way. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.